si vieux, ça me fait penser. Tu sais, nous sommes nos propres mères. Si jeunes et si sérieux, mais ça va changer. Oh, oh, oh. On passe le temps à faire des plans pour le lendemain. Pendant que le beau temps passe nous laisse vider un certain Perdre trop de temps à suer, s'écorcher les mains. À quoi ça sert si on n'est pas sûr de voir demain? From abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM. My name is Seth Martosh and I'm sitting here with Today we are going to be doing a special episode on Rwanda and Madagascar. If you're new to the show, TFA is a broadcast where we speak with t- students from U of T, 
uh, that come from different cultures across the world and we get to learn a little bit about their culture, what makes them tick and have some interesting conversations with them, musicians, uh, professors. And although it's reading week this week, campus is a little bit, uh, you know, less busy than usual. There's still uh, there's still a lot going on, but uh, Alex, what did uh, what did we just hear to your, on intro of the show? Well, we heard a song by Cornell, I believe. I may have just butchered his name, but he's a uh, Rwandan Canadian uh, singer songwriter R and B artist from uh, who started putting out music in the early 2000s. He operates right now out of Montreal, uh, which makes sense because Rwandans, many of them, speak French because of their uh, colonial history, unfortunately. Um, but as a, if there is a positive to that, it means that many of them are multilingual. Uh, they speak the uh, uh, the local language, the uh, Swahili, French, English, and that was the case for uh, Skyler, who we spoke with today. Uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about that, Seth? Yeah, no, uh, Skyler from Rwanda. He talked to us about his playwriting, about his fashion sense, and love for classic Hollywood. He came in with a really nice outfit with his uh, fur mm-hmm. jacket if you remember mm-hmm. and then later on in the episode we get to speak to Donay Roberts who is a Malagasy musician operating out of Toronto and his collaborator Yukiko Tsutsui a Japanese artist um, and as well on CIUT upcoming next week is our fall fundraising week from the 13th to the 17th of November. Uh, you'll hear some testimonials from our crew here at Tracks From Abroad later on in the episode, but first we are going to start with our interview with Skylar. You're listening to Tracks From Abroad on CIT 89.5 FM. Sure, like you have heard, I'm Skylar Petra and a student. Well, I was born in Rwanda, in Kigali to be specific, that's the capital city, and I've been in many places. I was in Uganda before I came to Canada for school in 2019. So what led you to Uganda first? Well, life, I would say life happened, and I went to Uganda for a few years, then I got admitted to U of T, and I just came here for school. Cool. Is there a lot of migration in between Uganda, Rwanda? No, I wouldn't say it is that specific about, you know, youth. We like to travel and see what's on the other side of the country. And that's how I just did it, because Kampari is awesome. It's a good city. So what was in Uganda that you wanted to see? Well, I would say life. Like, really, Uganda has, like, a vibrant life. You would think of it's New York or East Africa. Like, it's really, really busy. And okay. they have a nice nightlife. Cool, yeah. I think that was that was one of the things I wanted to just enjoy. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Is there not as big of a nightlife scene in Rwanda, where you're from? It is, but not as wide as it is in Kampala. We've had a lot of access to sort of your story because you are prolific on social media. <laughs> so I saw that um, you you really get around Toronto quite a bit too. I do. So is that just something that you um, like to do no matter where you are? Or is there something specific about Toronto that... You thought well, you wanted to see? That's a good question. I think, I don't think, I believe I'm a social person. And one thing for me as a newcomer to Canada, so to speak, it is to make sure I understand the city I'm in. I don't want to just be here because I'm a student, but be here and be in the community. So one thing to do is to make sure I go to those spots, visit mm-hmm. these neighborhoods. I'm obsessed with York these days, so yeah. And where in Toronto so far have you found some of your favorite places to go out and be social? Yorkville and the village. 
what is something that you noticed that was different between Canada and Rwanda in terms of the the social atmosphere? Hmm. Well, Toronto, because that's the only city I think I've been really more than years. Mm-hmm. I was in Montreal, but it was in the winter, so I can't speak much about that. Mm-hmm. But I think Toronto is so diverse. There are so many ways you can meet people from around the whole planet. And it was really cool. Like, at least for me, in the first day I was in Canada, it was so awesome to just go to the village and talk to people from all around, not even only Canada. So I think that's really attractive for the city itself to just get along. Mm-hmm. Mm. And what about the uh, the music scene in Toronto? Have you been to much music performances or heard of all the music? Mm-hmm. Well, music, that's something. Because it's really hard to talk about music. We've talked about Drake and all those guys. <laughs> but again, the United States is down here, so... There's that much comparison to think of what is really going on in Hollywood and what's going on in Toronto. But I would say I attended some concerts, not too many, of course, as a student, but I once went to Black Backstreet Boys concert last year, yeah. and that was my most amazing experience I've had because it was really cool to see the boys now that they have grown up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Backstreet men. Yeah, it sounds a little, a little bit more menacing for some yeah, reason. Backstreet men. I can see it. why they didn't go with that yeah. at first. Definitely. <laughs> so while you're here, you're studying uh, cinema studies and drama, right? So mm-hmm. what led you to those disciplines? Well, I knew I was gonna become an actor. Really, I loved that since I was young. And when I got a chance to come to school, immediately I was like, I gotta do what I love the most. And that's making sure I have like professional training as an actor and see where my career can take me. So that was one thing. For cinema studies, I didn't really think about it that much. So just want something to go along with. I never wanted to become a specialist in drama. Then when I asked my academic advisor, they're like, you know what? There are so many options. Mm-hmm. But again, cinema studies at UFT, it's not like the one we know at TMU or anywhere. So that was the only thing I was not expecting to just study theory, not practice. And, you know, what is it that you love so much about acting? Well, acting is being. If you ask me, I do think me as an actor being able to tell a story of someone else, even if they are fictional or not, it's really nice. I think actors hold a sense of humanity because they have to portray those stories and we have to tell them in a way they're supposed to be believed. And I really think that's a really nice thing to do as a person. So I think we can maybe send it to a break. Is there any song that you'd like us to play? There is one guy who is really famous, and his parent, one of them, is a Rwandan. Strome, I think you've heard of him. And his song, Allo on Dance, that would be cool. Well, we'll take a listen, and we'll be right back on Tracks from Abroad on CIET 89.5 FM. Et qui dit 
fatigue du réveil Encore sourd de la veille Alors on sort pour oublier tous les problèmes Alors on danse 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 Et là tu dis que c'est fini car pire que ça ce serait la mort Quand tu crois enfin que tu t'en sors Quand il y en a plus Et eh ben il y en a encore Et cela si coup les problèmes Les problèmes ou bien la musique Ça te prend les tripes, ça te prend la tête Et puis tu pries pour que ça s'arrête Mais c'est ton corps, c'est pas le ciel Alors tu te bouges plus les oreilles Et là tu cries encore plus fort Mais ça persiste Alors on chante Alors on chante Alors on chante Alors on chante Et puis seulement quand c'est fini Alors on danse Welcome back to Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM. Today we're here in the studio with Skylar from Rwanda. Skylar, I saw also on your Instagram you have a wide plethora of outfits <laughs> and fashion sensibility. I wanted to ask you a little bit about your style and kind of where you get that inspiration from. Sweet. Well, it's a style like you said, and I tended to dress myself. Mm -hmm. Too bad I don't make the clothes I wear, but <laughs> I dress myself and I like to stand out, really. Mm -hmm. Like individual, I know there are so many trends that everyone can follow, but there's something about dressing up what is really comfortable for you, and that's what I always go for. If you have seen like Instagram, really, I have so many colors. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what I, I try to do because it's nice to just wear colors and make a day brighter. And me standing up doing that, I know it takes a little bit time to decide what to wear. But I have done this quite a while and I no longer think about it. I just go in the wardrobe, shoes and dress like that. As long as, yeah. So it's, it's fast for you. It has become really fast about two That's good. Because, I mean, I know at least for myself, I, if I in the morning, I will put on like 
five, six outfits, and I'm like, no, and I take it off, and then I turn on nothing else. So it's good to know, like, you just go with your gut and you just pick. Oh, not every day. Uh-huh. I am like you, even more than ten. I can yeah. even be late, like one hour. Yeah. Why are you late, Skyla? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to find a clothes, some some piece of clothes to wear yeah. on, but that depends on special occasions the events and the mm-hmm. stuff when you say it's about feeling comfortable is that just about like how the clothes feel on you or also how you how they look on you or what is that i would say both but mostly how they look on me because i tend to dress for myself and feel like great i'm waking up i'm alive it's a beautiful day i gotta dress well for that and yeah how do you feel when somebody compliments your outfit? Is that like a... Oh man, in Toronto, they do that a lot. Yeah. And I think I'm getting used to it. <laughs> yeah, it's really awesome. Like the way they just appreciate the effort and I think mm-hmm. that's why they compliment someone for dressing up to like an effort. And I have gotten really quite a lot of compliments. Now I think it's a thing. I might become a model very soon. <laughs> is that is that something that is more present here, you think, than in Rwanda? Definitely. Oh, no. Torontonians are really, really, really open at giving compliments. They don't share away about it. They don't even feel bad. They just feel great. You look great. So that makes me happy. I'm pretty sure you won a playwriting competition for uh, uh, university college? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So can you tell us a bit about what drew you from acting to playwriting? That's interesting. How did you know that? But okay. (laughs) Give our sources. (laughs) Research. I mean, no. For that, I write. I have been rewriting since I was young. I actually wrote like a poetry book when I was back in Kampala, like with my phone, taking time to take a break and I write the poem based on what I'm seeing in the city. Yeah, they really have so many struggles. So mm-hmm. it was easier for me to find inspiration and write about stuff. But I like writing. I write as a hobby. I'm still even writing right now. Sometimes I can show you my notes. There's so many things there. But for that play, I co-wrote with my classmate who's my graduate. And the goal was to write something that we felt really connected to. And that was sense of home. And as being immigrants and coming from abroad, it's nice to talk about it and how it is hard to just, you know, settle in. And I don't think it's everyone who get a chance to, to set in the city like Tron itself, like so fast and it's so developed, you can say that. So what does home really mean? And we had to talk about that. Yeah. As, a, as a writer, do you ever think, you know what word would be really great here is this word in French or this word in Swahili or something like that. And then you need to try and find, mm, but I'm writing this story in English. I need mm. to find an English word mm. for this. Is that something that's easy to do or do you sort of struggle to find? I never struggle when I'm writing. And that's what the play you talked about that won like the first place mm-hmm. that I think that was one of the thing because when we were writing it me and my friend she's originally from Iran it was so easy to, to write like free expression she could write from her mother tongue like completely there we don't need the translation and so I did it in French and some words in Kenya Rwanda we leave them like that so I think maybe when they read, like, the judges were reading to like these kids can write because we don't want to change it they gotta be real Authentic, so to say. Right, so your your play had a bit of multiple languages in it. Yeah, it does. Like, cool. I even did like one 10 minutes of it on my last class I had, Black Playwrights, and we had to perform it. So 
the instructor was like really happy to see that we could speak three languages at the same time and we were like juggling it was so fun <laughs> yeah that is fun what uh what language did you find the most difficult to learn hmm. i would say Kiswahili because up to now I don't think I really speak it at its best mm-hmm. like like the locals who were born like in Tanzania who speak it originally yeah I think that's like it's really hard for right. me yeah you know learning all these languages and learning music from from all these different places uh, do you have another music recommendation that you'd like to share with us sure I don't think I want to talk I can talk about Rwanda really I have one because he's my favorite artist really mm-hmm. he's in the USA right now his name is Medi. We can play one of his songs called Slowly. All right, well we're going to take a listen to Slowly by Medi on Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM and we'll be back after the break. Tracks are brought on scene. Thank you. 
Welcome back to Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM. I'm Alex. I'm here with Seth as usual, and we're talking to Skylar today. Skylar, is there any music from Rwanda that you think has influenced the the global music scene? Well, one would say so, but yeah, that can really be, that can depend on whoever you ask. But to me, I do think in Rwanda, it's a, it's a new country. Like, there was a war in 1994, so like their life has restarted again after that's like 28 years now. But we really do have like the local artists who shape the music of the whole country itself. We have like one really nice group that was, I remember when I was young, they are called the Tough Gangs. They like shaped hip hop of the whole country. Like after that, kids went into music and they sang, like they were so inspired by them. And then after that, like I was talking about that, Mehdi came in, he was like a really interesting guy. And then he sang, we have the band, there are so many, many artists who really shape the music in both ways. But again, they, they have so many traditional singers who sing the local traditional music, which I can't speak about for that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. What do you think um, is the cause of the rise in popularity of like, I think Afrobeats and African music in the West and in North America over the past couple of years? Because I mean, it's definitely been coming more and more into you know the general scene on the radio and mm. African artists are becoming much more popular, you know, selling out shows all around the world. What do you think has, you know, brought that about? Well, actually, I don't think Rwandans have gotten chance to pop up the way like we see Nigerians doing it around the world. Like if you compare Nigerian music to, to the ways they just come here to compete, they are not mm-hmm. here to play simple games. So that's something I, I do think Rwandan artists should be doing right now to make sure they, pro- they produce original music. Because I think in my experience, like you could do some folks that try to copy the western vibe then once that in the country will be a hit song but you're not coming to compete with Asha you can do that you're gonna create something so unique and so a few people do that but I do think we do have guys who try to do it but again is there anything from Hollywood that's inspired you? I feel like that's that would be a, a connection to your Whoa, acting. Hollywood has raised me. Not that I'm from LA, but yeah. growing up watching the films like the American movies and the music, I can talk about Hollywood music than I can talk about the Hollywood music. And yeah, people who know me don't like that. <laughs> but again, it's music and I like Hollywood too, so yeah. What's the, your opinion then on, like, I feel like this is something I have to ask all cinema studies students, <laughs> like, what's, what's, what's your favorite movie or your favorite movement of Hollywood? Is it, like, the old stuff, the new stuff? I'm glad you asked, because I bring that everywhere I go. I do think, yes, we have current artists who are great, but I kind of miss the good old days. Like, you play music from 70s. It's a Friday night, Saturday night, Saturday evening, you're getting ready to step outside for whatever reason, and 
you play disco music, it sounds so cool, and you just want to stay there and dance. But I have not seen a, a song of these days, let's say, in 2020, and up or a little bit 2014 and whatnot, a song that could just last one month, like be there, really people loving it. Mm -hmm. Stars just come sing and go. It has become a competition. It has become like mm -hmm. pretty much of financial yeah. gains. And to me, that it kills the art. But you go back before 2012, you play a song people still listen to it like as if it came yesterday and mm -hmm. it told me that's something i wish we could bring back in the music but again everyone is singing mm -hmm. um i think we're sort of getting towards the end uh we generally like to ask if someone were to go to your home country rwanda hmm. what is something that you think they should experience what's something that they should see oh i'm glad you asked hmm. i'm going to give you a summary of how good it is it's a really small country believe it it's really small but it's so beautiful you can go there it's quite expensive in the city but you lived in toronto you don't have to worry <laughs> yeah. <about that>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it's nicknamed a country of a thousand hills because they have so many hills and mountains yeah one thing I would just recommend is just to go to National Park of Volcanoes. We, they have like really awesome things to see with your eyes. We have Akagira National Park, so see wild animals and stuff. But the city itself, like the landscape, the country in general, it's really nice. And by the way, they have the best coffee. Probably the second best coffee in the world. I don't know. They have been getting so many. <laughs> good, yeah. And, yeah. If you like coffee, yeah, you go to Rwanda. <laughs> Going into the final break, then, is there another recommendation that you'd like to give us? Any song from the band? From the band. The band is like one of those guys who shaped R&B in Rwanda. So yeah. Amazing. That sounds great. We'll be listening to the Ben in just a second. Just before that, I want to thank you again, Skylar, for coming and talking with us. Thanks for having me. And we'll see you next week. Quesheba with the band in another feeling. Nessin production bet to Chukobe Fembi. Oh, now I knew my quarter and a gallery. Mr. Rubber, you make my day. Love our banjiba movonana. Never see us who say, Here I care of Fassi. Put it on the Farakovas, Timogam, the Mutia. Sitting on Sente, Kobulum Jiwala, because I still have on the Mutia. I said, I want a I love the way you bend down low. Love me, you bend my heart. Jagala musing money. Oh, it about my love. Being called it up. Will it chat for that thing for it up? Be like you, being called it up. Yeah, you better be called She cannot do blanda. She makes
Welcome back to Tracks from Abroad on CIET 89.5 FM. I'm Alex, I'm here with Seth, and you just heard our interview with Skylar. Big thanks to Skylar for the great interview. I really thought he embodied the glamour of the glamorous age of Hollywood, and his ability to write successful plays in English and Kenya Rwanda was really impressive. Um, we also want to thank you, the listeners of Tracks from Abroad. Um, this is a this is a very important time for us to be thanking you, but it is yes. still earnest. Yeah, totally. Uh, on that note, as we mentioned before, we are close to the fall fundraising drive at CIUT, and it begins on November 13th, and the goal is to raise $100,000 to support the station and its programming. Our show, track, our show, Tracks from Abroad, relies on CIUT to amplify the diverse voices that we've done for the past two years, and it's entirely run by student volunteers like myself, Alex, and our board tech, Matthew, who we are going to hear from his testimony and why Tracks from Abroad is important to him. Uh, I'm Matthew, and I'm the board tech for TFA this year. You may have heard my voice on the Scotland episode that aired during Thanksgiving, and I'm now going into my second year doing econ, math, and CS. I'm real thankful I got to volunteer of TFA this year because I was actually an editor last year and now I'm getting experience with the station hardware. I'm also really glad I got to meet a bunch of cool people such as my guests and my coworkers and I'm really hoping that you know you can give us what you got and we'll give you what we got as well. Exactly right, Matthew, we will give you what we got and we need your support to help keep this one-of-a-kind community station running for years to come. So please, if you can commit an early donation today to kick off our fundraising drive this fall, that would be amazing. Next in the show, we talk to Donay Roberts and Yukiko Tsutsui from Madagascar and Japan, uh, respectively. We speak about their musical collaboration in Baobab Cherry and a little bit about you know how challenging it might be to be boxed into 
uh, the definition world music, but we're going to hear from them right now. So we met through friends, of course, and Yukiko is a singer-songwriter from Japan, and I have a friend here who is also from Japan. His name is Ken Yoshioka. He plays harmonica, and I play with him a lot before. Then uh, he introduced me to Yukiko. And that time I was looking for somebody to, uh, like a back vocalist and somebody playing an, an instrument, right? So I guess it was just the right time, you know, right place and the right time and the right person. So it just worked out and we start uh, working together. So Yukiko started joining my band and also start working with her stuff. And after that, then we decided to do a little bit of both. So maybe do a little something else, like not my project, not her project, but kind of a duo. And yeah, and we did a little bit of a tour in Japan, for example, with that duo. We do still perform in Toronto as well. The name is Baobab Cherry, which is Baobab represents kind of Madagascar. Mm-hmm. And Cherry is like cherry blossom kind of thing. It's just like Japanese. Do you guys find that being in Toronto specifically, it's a place where, you know, a lot of international music, fusion and different types of genres come together and, you know, you meet people from all around the world? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I think Toronto is the place for that. Even the people work in my band, for example, it's all people from different parts of the world, right? Like Yukiko, for example, from Japan. Paco Luviano, he's bass player, he's Mexican. Sometimes we work with Miriam Toller, she's Egyptian. And Max Senet is uh, from Toronto. David Woodhead, he's bass player, he, he's from Montreal. Alexander Brown, who's a Cuban. And Kevin Turcotte from Sudbury. Justin Mc- Q from Mississauga and Chris Adrians, he's also from Toronto. So it's kind of a mixture of people and actually it makes the music sound slightly different in yeah. a good way. Let's say originally it's Madagascar song, right? But we all play it together and it has its own shape, which is the Toronto shape, I guess, of it. I used to live in BC and Alberta, and uh, I think Toronto is my most diversity place. Of course, like some places like Vancouver, there are lots of immigrants. There's uh, international people there, not but not much as here. Toronto is uh, the most diversity city. Is it ever frustrating in that being grouped with world music as a whole? Because there's so many different types and flavors of world music. You know, you could have Irish folk music that's called world music, and then music you're making is called world music. Is that frustrating to sort of have your music put together with different types? To me personally, I have no problem at all to be called world music because what I do, it's actually world music. It's no longer Madagascar or Malagasy songs 100% anymore. It's more like world music in my case because I have all these people working with me. And again, when we play, it's like uh, they play you know, with their taste, with their habits and stuff like that. So, for example, if you hear us performing with Yukiko, for example, on one of my songs, she would sing in Japanese. So she brings something Japanese into mm-hmm. the Malagasy song, right? When I work with Miriam Toller, she's Egyptian, and you will hear some of those melodic lines, like kind of things. like. So it makes it like you can hear that that's not Malagasy thing. So when I play with Matthias and he plays on the percussion, for example, I could see so he plays the same thing but his own way which is very close and it's almost the same but it's just slightly new than just a regular Malagasy song 
I'm kind of always confused. What's the definition of world music? For you guys, Japanese could be a world music. Everywhere outside of Japan could be world music. But I'm sometimes confused. Should I just put it down J-pop or world? Yeah, or? it's a bit of like a confusing kind of label to have because, like you said, I guess wherever you're coming from, a foreign type of music or genre can be considered, so... Do you see that being more of an issue now or has that always kind of been the case in terms of, you know, those genres blending together and there being such a wide variety? Is that pertinent on the evolution of music today or has that always kind of been the case when, you know, new genres are being created? I don't know. I think new genres has always been created. Mm-hmm. I think so. Also, there were many cases, there are still tons of cases when there are musicians from the same Madagascar, from Japan, from Mexico, somebody's they're playing funk or they play blues Mm -hmm. and i mean you would never know that this guy's from actually from madagascar or from you know just a band which is great players playing blues or playing jazz or something right so at that point i guess it doesn't have to be world music i like to for example i have my own little style kind of thing so even if i play blues i would not play the classical blues i have my own little thing that you know it doesn't become like malagasy thing but you might hear a little bit of a melody here and there kind of thing We're going to go to a music break shortly, but is there any song that you'd like us to play from your collection or just generally? Sure. You could go ahead with Seheno. So we're going to have a listen to Seheno from Donay's recent album, Oya, and we'll be right back after a short music break.
You're listening to Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM, and we've been talking with Doné and Yukiko. Can you tell us a little bit about some of the songs that you guys have collaborated on, like Say Hey No or Yukiko's song Inori? Say Hey No, actually, uh, yeah, Yukiko is singing a lot of uh, vocal tracks on that song, but I wrote that song, and uh, the song is about living in a big city where you don't have no time for nothing, like running around all the time, and sometimes some people get lost, and they feel that they don't have no friends, and there's no, you know, no escape and all that kind of thing. So the song is saying that sometimes you need to step back, take a deep breath, and just look around, and to, you know, and call your friends. And actually, they will be happy to see you and to hang out with you. But you just need to reach out to them, you know. Uh, and so kind of like never think that you're alone. There's always friends out there and they will always come and be happy to see you. So that's the song about kind of. But it's very important to take that little step back and mm-hmm. think about it and do other things rather than just run, 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 run. Yeah. Is that something that you feel you've seen more of, that sort of like isolation in Toronto compared to other places that you've lived? I think so, yeah, because it's busy and there's always a lot of things to be done and it's a big city so you have to go far and once you go to somewhere it will almost like take the whole day, right? It seems like there's no more time for friends or the people that are close to you kind of thing but I just came back from Madagascar and the lifestyle is completely different there. There's always community around you. You leave your home to go to work, for example, or to go shopping, whatever. By the time you get to work, you kind of end up talking to like five people or ten people and uh, when you go home in the same exact the same way before you get home you end up talking to like so many people but of course it's a little bit slower paced if uh you finish at work at five you probably get home at seven or something even though the distance is not that long but it's the time that you kind of spend before you get home and the people you talk to and all that Mm -hmm. so i think in a way it's kind of good because you always talk to someone and that kind of thing has being exposed to different cultures is that something that informs your songwriting and informs what you want to sing about when I came here, I felt like isolated, as Doné said. So I wrote a song about I feel like outsider. And mm. I really wanted to make a really kind of funky rhythmic song, which is totally different from my first single, Inori. This song, yeah, Outsider, it's not yet online, but I'm working on it. It's a very, like, I feel outsider here, but uh, I'm going to be strong. And as a female, like, uh, in Japan, female is a little bit treated different from here. It's getting better, of course, but still struggling, like, our position as a you know, woman, because male is always, like, in advantage, right? So I put that kind of essence as well, and I'll live stronger, like, uh, even I feel outsider. That's mm-hmm. the feeling I found in a different country and also it's same situation for a new city or new everywhere well speaking about you know different countries and other cultures today i wanted to ask you a little bit about your time in russia you know what was that like living there and you know having the first kind of part of your career starting there so yeah actually at the beginning we lived like Malagasy style like uh, at some point we just listened to Malagasy music that's kind of one of the reason i kind of still know and uh And people ask me, how do I know to play Malagasy music? And I could play something that really deep village of Madagascar. But the reason is because I listened to Madagascar music at some point because we would eat 
like Malagasy, the same food, like everything, you know, because I live with my parents and stuff, right? So we try to make our home like mm-hmm. fully Madagascar, right? As much as possible. So because of that, I know the Malagasy thing and we would hang out with only Malagasy people at the beginning. But then, of course, after that, I start kind of open up and my older brothers will introduce me. He would say like, hey, come on, enough listening to the Malagasy things. You're already not in Madagascar. Check something out. So actually, he introduced me to like other music and stuff. Yeah, so that's how I ended up meeting and hearing all kinds of culture being in Russia. Is there a specific song from Madagascar, from Japan, that has meant a lot to you in your creative journey, in your musical journey? Most likely I influenced by North American pop and rock. I used to listen to North American rock a lot. But I think I would say Japanese singer-songwriter like Yumi Matsutoya, she's a big famous Japanese songwriter. And also Miyuki Nakajima, she's also one of the biggest singer-songwriters in Japan. Also Q Sakamoto's, I think everybody know this song, Sukiyaki. I think Japanese music basically has lots of melodic elements, but I think those melodic essence inspired me a lot, and that's actually connected to Madagascar music, which Doné really loves. Madagascar has lots of beautiful folk melodies. I just felt the differences is like Japanese audiences tend to listen, just be quiet, and just listen. Here, people want to enjoy together, and people sing together, dance together. Once I invited Japanese folk traditional singers in Alvada and BC. And at that time, what I found is here, I found people more excited when they have a drum, the rhythm. Some Japanese traditional folk song only goes with flute and sing, that's it. So like, I people get a little bit bored. And once drum started, people like, okay. And I think to people who don't know that much about music, when they hear something, I think rhythm is something that catches their attention because it can be so obviously different. Like if you have grown up in Canada and then you hear African polyrhythms. It's something so clearly different that it really catches your attention. In my case, I have, of course, you know, I like, I love something like Joe Satriani's and stuff like that, Malmsteen. That was when I was into, like, I want to learn how to play guitar, like rock guitar fast and all that thing. But I still like other guitar players like Aldi Miola and Paco de Lucia, those classical things. And, and at the same time, Simon and Garfunkel, Paul Simon, I, and back in the days, I would spend days and days to learn how did Paul Simon play this song, like The Boxer, for example, or some of those ones? Mm-hmm. Is that just off of listening to it and trying to repeat it? Yeah, I learned mostly by ear. Later on, I went to school to study how to read music, but mostly at the beginning, it's mostly by ear. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe before we go to a music break, is there something of those songs that you mentioned that have been really important to you? Is there a specific one that you would want us to play? I wrote the Japanese lyrics for Doné's album, one of the songs from the last album, which is called Marie Jose. And uh, he asked me to, can you write the Japanese lyric? Okay, what kind of lyrics is that? Peace and love. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing. Well, once the night ends and the sunrise, new day starts. That's what I wrote in the lyrics. So, yeah. Well, yeah, thank you very much, Doné and Yukiko, for coming in today and, you know, being able to speak with us. We're going to listen to Mary Jose from Doné's album Oya on CIUT 89.5 FM. You're listening to Tracks from Abroad. Thank you very much for having us. Thank you so much.
and welcome back to Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM. We just heard two songs from Danae's latest album, Oya, and you can catch him playing some of those songs, I'm sure, at the Drum Taverna on November 15th. And we wanted to just thank Danae, of course, Yukiko, and Skylar in the first half of our episode. Thank you for coming on and sharing your stories with us. And as well, from us at Tracks from Abroad, we want to thank the incredible team that makes it possible. Thank you to editors Simon and Rosa. Thank you to board tech Matthew, who you heard earlier in the show. Thank you to the directors of the show, Elizabeth, Jesse, and our social media managers, Akshida and Isabella. You guys all make such a huge difference so we want to thank from from me seth and from alex uh keep keep up the good work and we'll we'll keep doing this every week <laughs> absolutely so um, we'll leave you today with uh yukiko's inori one of her songs and uh after that will be indigenous waves so thank you again from all of us and have a good night <laughs>